0: Thank you for joining me for this episode of God Talk, and in this episode of God Talk, I want to talk a little bit about denying ourselves, and I also want to talk about uh, practicing what we preach. I had a a very interesting experience happen to me a few hours ago. Um, I'm on my way to Alabama, for uh, my niece is getting married, and she asked me to do the wedding, which is on Saturday. And it was my intention to try to get up to Alabama on Wednesday so I can see my brother a little bit Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, before doing the wedding, and then returning home. So I decided to get just a few hours of sleep last night. My plan was to get on the road by 3 in the morning, but I woke up at 1.45, uh, took a quick shower, and, uh, and got on the road to, uh, to head to Alabama. The, the, the trip started out very interesting and adventurous uh, to say the least at 2 15 in the morning i reached the exit of my subdivision and as i stopped to um, to pull out of the subdivision i mean it, it, it mind you it's really dark but i see uh this uh this motorcycle coming and the motorcycle is about maybe about maybe about. 30, 25, 30 yards before the, where my subdivision intersects the road. And next thing I know, like the motorcycles on its side and it's getting across the pavement. And and as I'm watching this in real time, I'm thinking what in the world is happening that like, there's no one on the road. Why this guy just sit down his motorcycle and sparks are flying as is like the i'm guessing the gas tank or what have you is skidding across the road as the bikes on its side and trailing immediately behind it is this person sliding on his back across the road as well and, and once again i'm so confused as to there's no one on the road why did this just happen um and and, and like it kind of looked like they were coming in the direction of my truck and I'm like oh my gosh thinking to myself I, I think they're gonna hit my truck and if they hit my truck I there's no way I mean I'm, I'm not gonna be able to drive it to Alabama and like this is just all happening in real time well it, as it turns out they were kind of angling towards the entrance of my subdivision and goes off the road and into the grass right on the other side of the entrance slash exit of my subdivision and. I put my truck in park, I hop out and I'm like, are you all right? Next thing I know, like this guy's effing me. What are you effing doing? I didn't think you effing were gonna stop and effing this. And he's screaming and yelling at me as I'm walking to him. And right away, I'm, you know, like, I, I'm getting a little defensive here cause I'm just here to help this guy who put down his bike. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I said, I saw you the whole way. Look at my truck. And now, mind you, he's in the grass right on the other side of the entrance of my subdivision. And my truck's about eh, 10, 12 feet back, further back from that, right around where the stop sign is. And, and like he's seen it and, and he's realizing that like he just totally overreacted. Like I, I, I stopped, I was stopping. And I don't know if he was like not paying attention and just saw me. I don't know if he was on something. But but he's still agitated and he's effing this and he's yelling and I get he's upset because I mean, he just laid down his bike, adrenaline's going and, 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 but I'm like, all right, what can I do? What do you need? How can I help you? And he's like, you can help me pick up my bike. So I walk over and he and I pick up the bike and then he gets on the bike and he tries to turn it on and uh, you know, it, it won't turn over. And, and now he's upset because like his, his bike is messed up, and, and he's, he's just upset. I'm like, listen, do you need a ride home? Now, mind you, it's 2.15 in the morning. I don't know where this guy's coming from. I don't know where he's going. He's covered in tattoos. He's, he's relatively uh, rough-looking, uh, thin, uh, but about 30, I'm going to guess. And, uh, and, and I, I've got that conversation going on in my head. Do you like give him a ride home or, or don't you? And I'm thinking this might very well not work out well. One, he's highly agitated. Two, I don't know if he's on anything. And and, and so I, uh, but I, I can't leave him sitting there by the side of the road at 2.15 in the morning. So I said, listen, um, I'll, I'll give you a ride home. I said, do you think there's any way we can get your bike in the back of the car? He's like, there's no way we're going to lift that, that up the two of us. But I've got a ramp back where I stay and we can come back with the ramp and, 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 and get it up in, in the truck and then you can bring it home. Uh, and uh, okay, we'll do that. Now, I don't know if he lives one mile away, five miles away or what. I'm trying to get out the door or I was already out the door, but trying to head out to Alabama to, uh, to go and do this wedding. And uh, and so I start driving him to where he, uh, where he's staying and we get into these back roads, and it wasn't far from where where this happened, maybe a mile, mile and a half away. But I kid you not, there were no no street lights back where he lived. Uh, in fact, when, when he told me where the house was and to pull over, um, I couldn't even tell there's a house there. It was so dark. Uh, and I said, as we're driving, I said, "Do you think your buddy would be awake?" He's like, "Yeah, he's awake." Um, and, and when he gets in my car and we're driving. Uh, mind you, my wallet's there in the console, and I don't know if he's got a knife. I don't know how any of this is gonna turn out well, but he's like, I don't know, man. I just, I didn't think you were gonna stop, and, 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 and I just, man, my life is just so messed up, and this is just the last straw. Now, I don't even have a vehicle, and, 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 and I, don't, you know, I, I won't be able to get it fixed, and, and he's just like, he's all of a sudden like just going into despair where, honestly, like, it sounds like he's almost suicidal. And so I said, well, I mean, don't, don't you have a job? Why, why don't you have any money that you can't get your bike fixed? And he, and he said, uh, because I'm trying to support two families. And, and he said, and I have trouble even getting jobs because of my background and my past. So that's telling me the guy's got a felony. So like driving down these dark streets, this guy's got a criminal record that people, when they do the background searches, won't hire him. Uh, he's highly agitated. I um, don't know where I'm taking them. And I said, listen, I said, I- I'd like to like to help you. I'd like to see you turn your life around. The good news is, is I'm a pastor. Um, I- I'd love to see you get your life going in the right direction. And listen, in terms of your bike, let's find out what it costs. And and either myself or you know my church has a help fund where we can help you try to get back on your feet and get your life going in the right direction. He's like, oh man, thank you so much. Maybe this is what I needed. I- Maybe I needed this to happen to, uh, to, to turn my life around. And, and so the conversation was the whole gamut. Um, and so I'm feeling more comfortable about where we're at, but pulling up to the house, I wasn't sure, especially because it was his buddy's house and I don't know who his buddy is and how that's going to turn out. So I'm just waiting outside the truck while he goes inside. Eventually, uh, his buddy comes out and, uh, and his buddy's looking for the ramps. Uh, they can't find the ramps. And so then uh, the guy who laid down his bike asked for me to take his buddy back to the motorcycle and to try to push him further off the side of the road. And uh, I said to him, do you think the three of us could pick it up? And the guy's like, no, and, and my shoulder hurts so bad. I, I, I can't move anything right now. All right, I'll take your buddy to the motorcycle. We'll push it by by the side of the road. And then he mentioned he was gonna call so, so-and-so, I didn't hear the name, and that so-and-so had ramps. And and so I get his buddy in the car and I'm driving his buddy. And it's just a mile, mile and a half. It's not a long drive. And I'm like, yeah, uh, feel really bad. Uh, he just like lay down his bike. He's like, yeah. He said he didn't think you're gonna stop. And I'm like, I- I'll show you when we get there. Um, I stopped at the stop sign. And 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 so I uh, we get there and and also you just see this groove uh, where uh, the pavement's been scratched by. I'm guessing the gas tank, whatever uh, that was, scraping across the the um, the road, and it really started like like I said, probably about uh, 25, 30 yards, a significant distance in front of uh, where the intersection was. Once again, like almost, I don't know. He looked up, he was surprised, he just overreacted. I I, I don't, I'm not sure what he did. Like I was as c- confused as any that he had uh, he had laid his bike down and you know his buddy's like you know where were you and I pointed and he's like he's pointing by the side of the road I'm like no I was at the stop sign and 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 we went up to his bike once again his bike is where the uh the road meets uh the two roads meet uh right there in the corner we're able to push it to the side and uh get it off the road a little bit and I said do you want to stay here for the other truck and the ramp to come he's like no I don't have a way to get home I said, oh, I heard him saying that someone's gonna come with a truck. He's like, oh, that's that's his baby mama. So the guy's got three kids, uh, and then he's got another one on the way, uh, with at least two different women. And once again, his life's pretty much a mess. Um, and uh, and you know, I shared with the guy as we got back in the truck and I was driving him back to his house that his buddy shared with me that his life was going really bad and you know that I'm a pastor and I you know, I wanted to try to help him out. Uh, and so we get back to the house uh and the buddy's like well thanks for your help and he's getting out, getting out of the car and now i'm thinking to myself like once again i don't know these people i don't know like if he's going to somehow try to pin this on me or 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 what you know i should just leave but then i'm thinking you know what i told him i would help him to get his life turned around and then i'm a pastor and you know what i I, i've got to, i've got to be honest about the whole situation. And if I said I was gonna give my number, I'm gonna give my number and I'm gonna try to help him out. Even if it means like, this guy's now got my number, if he wants to, you know, come and like, threaten me or say that I did this or that, like he could say whatever he wanted. I mean, I'm just being a good Samaritan in in this whole situation, but he can spin it any way he wants. Uh, And so uh, I I was tempted to just just say, hey, you're welcome, Uh, good luck to you guys and drive off. But I'm like, listen, I told your buddy that uh, I want to help him to turn his life around. And, uh, and so I'm going to give you my number and my name, have him when he finds out what it's going to take to get the motorcycle fixed. let me know. And I'm going to help him to, to, to get his motorcycle fixed. But, uh, you know, I just want to see him kind of get his life turned around. The guy seemed shocked at that. He's like, okay. Uh, and meanwhile, I'm like, my, my subconscious is yelling, idiot, idiot. This isn't a good situation. Uh, this isn't going to turn out well, uh, and and so I gave him my name. Was given my number. Even as I was giving him my, my number, like my subconscious is thinking, well, you can give one number off, and it won't like look like you were, you know, trying not to uh, give him a way to contact you. But I gave him the full number, and uh, and then I drove off. So about forty minutes later, I'm, I'm I'm driving off, and I'm not feeling good about the situation, because once again. I don't want this to become about me when I'm parked at a stop sign and he's laying his bike down and sliding across an intersection. Uh, And then a passage came to my mind. And the passage was from uh, uh, when Jesus says that, you know what, if someone, uh, I think it's from the Beatitudes, if I remember right, if someone wants to take your cloak, well, give them your tunic as well. If someone uh, asks you to go a mile with them, then, then, then go too. And it's really Jesus talking about, you know what, even though people can take advantage of you, that doesn't stop you from from doing what's good and what's right. And as soon as I started reflecting upon that passage, that uneasiness went away because in the end, like I know I'm just doing ultimately what God would have me do. And if like this guy said that maybe this is what I needed to turn my life around, I've got to put myself at risk to help him to be able to turn his life around. And then what was more uh, humorous as I kind of thought through the whole thing as the morning has progressed. and It's now seven in the morning and this happened at two in the morning was that on Sunday, I just preached before the congregation about how the fact that um, we can become so distracted and busy with life that we fail to, to follow what God's calling for us to do. And one of the stories I shared was the story of the Good Samaritan. And the Good Samaritan is about showing mercy, which obviously I had opportunity to do in helping the guy uh, who wrecked his motorcycle. Uh, But then the Good Samaritan, I said, is also about that sometimes we can be so busy even trying to do the Lord's work that we fail to do the Lord's work. And talked about how the priests and the Levite, who were religious people, they didn't even help the person who was uh, laying by the side of the road because they had been robbed and was bleeding. And uh, here, I, here I have this situation in which I'm trying to do the Lord's work. I'm driving 700 miles out to Alabama uh, to do my uh, niece's wedding at, at, at a time in a situation that's not ideal. In fact, I'm the only one that's invited. And, and I haven't had a lot of contact with my niece for the last 10 years or so because of a, a situation when uh, I was visiting one time, my brother wanted me to talk to her because she was making some bad decisions in her life. So I agreed and I talked to her and she didn't appreciate the fact that I talked to her. So we've had a real, like, we haven't had a relationship uh, for the last 10 years. I haven't talked to her, but maybe a couple times in the, in, in the last uh, 10 years in, in the one time, mainly around the death of my, uh, my father, which would have been her grandfather. But she reached out to me to do this wedding and, I, you know, I agreed to do it as an opportunity to reconcile that relationship with her. Also w- between her and her dad, her dad wasn't even going to the wedding for uh, a few different reasons, but I was able to, in doing the premarital counseling with her and her fiance, also encouraged my brother to get together with them and to work out the differences. and and he's gonna be at the wedding. So my point being is I I was just trying to leave. I was busy, if you will, going to do the Lord's work. And in being busy to do the Lord's work, the Lord put something else in front of me that I just preached on on Sunday. This person wasn't robbed, laying bloodied by the side of the road, but this is someone who had fallen off his motorcycle and was laying by the side of the road. And in my mind, I knew I was putting myself at risk by helping Putting myself at risk by driving home, putting myself at risk by giving phone number. But you know what? If, if God's going to use me to help people, if what this guy said is true, maybe this is, you know, this is a good thing that this has happened to me. Then, then I need to be able to do my part and to trust that God will handle all the, 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 uh, the bad things that could go along with uh, the situations I put myself in. So I just want to encourage you, I don't know where you're at, I don't know what's going on in your life, but whether or not these things are tests that we have or they're just life itself, uh, I know this, that we have plenty of opportunities in which uh, we're too busy to, to stop and help people. Sometimes we have to put ourselves at risk to help people. I also know that there's times where we don't want to do something, but we know that God's calling for us to do it. And I believe I even talked about this this past Sunday, that Jesus says, or at least I have the last few Sundays, if you're gonna follow me, you have to deny yourself. And it's just not, denying ourselves is not something that we like to do. We don't have to deny ourselves about anything. I mean, whether it's you know the, the, the money that we have, the things we can buy, uh, the access to to, to our food, to technology, everything's always at our fingertips. You can literally order something from Amazon right now and have it delivered by 2 this afternoon, probably. Probably by 11 this morning, as I record this at 7 in the morning. Uh, So denial of oneself isn't easy, but it's what God calls for us to do. So I just want to encourage you that keep your eyes open to how God might be moving in your life, how he might call for you to do something you don't want to do, uh, to even put yourself at risk at times in order to help someone who's in need. And uh, in so doing, we have the opportunity to, uh, to reach out to people who might otherwise not experience uh, the, the mercy and the love uh, of Christ. And uh, I don't know how this turns out, but I just wanted to share with you the story because I think these things aren't coincidences. I just talked about it on Sunday and I had an opportunity to live it out at 2 a.m. this morning. I hope you have a wonderful day. I hope you have a wonderful week. God bless all of you. I'll talk to you next week.